0: breaking news from KXAN news
1: Breaking
2: news this morning. Another homicide this week in part of Southeast Austin. Good morning, I'm Erica Brennis. Hi everyone, I'm Sally Hernandez. We know Austin police are investigating off crossing place in Southeast Austin right now. It's at the Estates at Riverside Apartments.
1: A live look out at the scene. We know one man is dead. Police say around 10 last night, they were called out to the scene. They found a man inside an apartment with several gunshot wounds. Homicide detectives are still on the scene right now interviewing witnesses.
2: Going in depth here, this was the third homicide in that area off of Riverside within the last week. On Monday around 1.30 in the morning, a person died after a shooting in a parking lot off of Riverside where the Advanced Auto Parts is located. Officers detained a person of interest in that case. And then on Sunday, around 2.30 in the morning, a person died after a gunshot call at the Solaris Apartments on Burton Drive. They did not give information about a suspect for that shooting. KXAN is tracking homicides in Austin this year, and so far, including today's, we have counted 55 homicides online right now. You can find the map that you're seeing on your screen. You can see that they've mapped it across the city, our team here at KXAN, and many are in the Runberg area.
0: First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry.
3: Well, good morning. You made it to Friday. Let's begin with a live look outside because you'll notice Circuit of the Americas weather camera there. We've got the lights on, busy with setup underway. Today, we're going to see thousands head out to the Dakota uh, area to see some qualifying rounds. And I'll tell you what, it's going to be pretty hot out there. We're starting in the 50s. Most of us, in fact, across Central Texas have a mix of the 50s and 60s. But as we get into the day today, we're going to see a significant Warming trend. So, despite the fact that temperatures are running about four to five degrees cooler in the Hill Country, or within about one to two where we were yesterday here in the Austin Metro, the temps this afternoon, oh, you'll notice it. There's no doubt about it. From the upper 80s yesterday afternoon, we're talking upper 90s, close to a 10 degree jump in those afternoon highs. So, drop off should be fine, parents. As far as weather goes, it's the pickup there where we're likely going to sweat a bit. High of 97, likely to break the record clearly well above average for this time of year. And it's not even just a one day deal. We're gonna head into the weekend with some record breaking temperatures as well. So I've got that Formula One weekend forecast to show you. The good news is rain on the way. Next week, looking wet. We'll talk about when to expect that rain and when the cooler temperatures will finally get in here. It's all coming up in your first morning forecast. Thanks, Kristen. Aid trucks are waiting
1: to cross into Gaza after another night of heavy bombing. Two million residents in Gaza still await their crew crucial deliveries.
2: The United Nations has called for a ceasefire to allow the aid convoy to cross into Egypt and to the southern part of Gaza. More than 5,000 people have died so far as a result of this war. Israeli airstrikes continue to pound Hamas targets across the Gaza Strip, and Israeli forces say that they've hit missile launch sites and tunnels used by Hamas underground. They also say 10 Hamas leaders have, quote, been eliminated. President Biden spoke to the nation in a prime time address yesterday, his second one. NBC News Richard Engel is breaking down why U.S. interests are at stake.
1: President Biden is calling for more American support and more American funding for both Ukraine and Israel. But these are very different conflicts. And the risk here in the Middle East of the U.S. getting more directly involved is much higher. I'll have a full story coming up on The Today Show. the army pilot who fled into north korea has been charged with desertion travis king was released from north Korean custody and returned to the united states last month u.s military detained him he is charged with a series of other alleged offenses including possession of child pornography assaulting fellow soldiers and disobeying a superior officer the charging document does not provide significant detail on any of the allegations though it does accuse king of knowingly possessing a video of a child engaging in sexual conduct in July. It says that he solicited a user
2: of Snapchat. Let's get you an update this Friday when it comes to the race for House Speaker. The next vote for the Speaker is set for 10 o'clock this morning. And it comes after a day of confusion and another day of discussion. Current nominee Jim Jordan says he's not going to give up the race for the House Speaker. He's going to go for it again. The Ohio congressman failed to win the speakership in two votes. Jordan initially appeared to back the I'll plan to temporarily this, empower the interim the speaker, to, uh, that's Patrick McHenry, members, but after a uh, lengthy closed-door closed huddle with GOP members yesterday afternoon, sometimes heated, Jordan said there was too much opposition without a speaker. And Congress can't pass any bills.
1: Pflugerville ISD teachers struggling to pay for a place to live could be a step closer to finding affordable housing. During last night's board meeting, leaders went over a recent survey that outlines what educators are interested in when it comes to housing. New and tenured teachers took that survey. The majority say they already own property and 38% say they are renting. Close to half who took the survey expressed interest in housing. The district still has to find a site to build that could include district property. Once that is settled, the district will look at designs.
2: Alright, it's race weekend, it's here, the Formula One U.S. Grand Prix kicking off today with some practices. The gates open up at 8 o'clock this morning, and the killers to later on tonight should be an exciting and hot weekend. The annual Zilker Holiday Tree, though, is going up this morning. Just a reminder that the holidays are around the corner, even if the temperatures don't seem like it. Austin Energy crews are going to string lights to transform the Zilker Moonlight Tower into the Zilker Holiday Tree. It's decorated so pretty with 39 strings of LED bulbs each containing 81 red, yellow, green and blue bulbs. Crews are gonna be working from 10 this morning until noon to get it all set up. Well, even though the internet is supposed to help you connect with friends and have fun, how it can be a virtual line mine for kids and teenagers.
1: And how one Austin couple is making the most out of an expensive plumbing fix by adding a little holiday spirit to an annoying situation. Austin, police are asking for help finding a woman that they say was involved in several crimes at an apartment complex last month.
2: Austin, police say she has a tattoo on her left ankle. Police say that she stole a purse at the Pearl Apartments. Here are photos that we got from police. They're on our website, kxan.com. They say in the purse were keys and credit cards that she took. They say she came back later that night in different clothes with two other people wearing masks. Police say they used the keys to steal the victim's car and also stole packages from the mailroom. Call police if you have any information about it.
1: This morning on today, a special hour devoted to an issue defining a generation children and screen time. Although smart devices help children connect with friends and have fun, they can
2: be virtual landmines. They really can. The U.S. Surgeon General agrees raising the alarm calling the youth mental health crisis the defining public issue, health issue of our time, saying social media is an important driver when it comes to a kid's mental health. And as part of the special, NBC's Kate Snow talked to kids about their relationship with social media. One of the young people in Kate's report is Sophie Sheb, And Sophie was 10 years old and struggling to make friends when she decided to join social media. She says she found posts about dieting and posts about weight loss. She's only 10. She says that content led to an eating disorder, landing her in the hospital 13 times with a dire warning from her doctor. He looked me in the eyes and said, the insurance called and asked for your prognosis.
4: Um, And I had to tell them that you are going to die in the next couple of weeks. Your heart, liver, kidneys, they're all failing.
1: Sophie is in a healthier place now after going to therapy and a two-year break from social media. She's a college student now and a mental health advocate. She is back on social media.
2: It is a place where I have to be able to make informed decisions in order to protect myself and to protect that 10 year old Sophie every single day. Wow tune into the today show this morning for the special event they call it kids in crisis and hear more from Kate's conversation with those teenagers and also learn about ways that you can help your own kids find the balance of social media and just self-preservation too.
1: We're examining some of the
2: zip codes with the most apartments going up you live in one of the hottest parts of Central Texas? A school finance proposal from Texas Democrats. What this would mean for the so-called school choice. Good
1: morning. It is 445 on this Friday. Live with Kokoda, where it is going to be very busy this weekend. A little toasty out there. Chris going to have your F-1 forecast coming up. Okay, this is turning lemons into lemonade. An Austin family had a big plumbing problem earlier this month, and it required them to replace an entire water line. So
2: instead of you know, freaking out like most <laughs> of us would do, they said, you know what, let's make it into a fun Halloween display. Sand's Grace Reader shows you how they did it.
4: It's a Halloween display that the Donovans are pretty
5: proud of. Kind of also did it for the neighbors. But
4: they've also got a bit of an advantage over their neighbors this year. Most people don't have a gaping trench in their front yard.
5: A bit of an eyesore if you drive by and so, Uh, at least we made something fun out of it. The
4: Donovans were treated to a spooky plumbing repair earlier this month. It required they replace an entire water line.
5: They dug it up and replaced the line, which you know was a nice surprise in terms of the cost.
4: The repair is done, but the trench in the yard, well you can see what's happening there.
5: The plumbers told us that the city uh, has to come out and inspect the work before they can fill it back in. And so we thought, you know, okay, well, you know, let's make lemons out of lemonade. The city
4: of Austin says for a yard line repair like this, city staff are required to make sure the lines are installed and tested up to code before the trench is filled.
5: I will be taking the Halloween decorations down after Halloween, so hopefully they, they'll show up uh, shortly thereafter. The
4: city says it's running on schedule with those inspections. The permit process doesn't happen overnight, but they say after a contractor schedules an inspection, it takes less than 24 hours, which may actually just be a bit too quick for this display.
5: Now that we have it, we kind of think it's cool too. So hopefully the city shows up on November 1st.
4: Grace Reader, KXAN
2: News. The city of Austin says in the case of the Donovans, their permit was submitted on Friday and it was approved by Tuesday. Diving into this a bit further when it comes to the process, the city says it has to receive a permit application. It takes a few days for the city to even look at it, the contractor will pay for the permit once the application is approved and it becomes active. And that's when the contractor can schedule the inspection, which again tax takes less than 24 hours on average. And that's according to the city of Austin mm-hmm. Good for really them. Like, please Greetings. don't fix please. this until November 1st. Yeah, yeah,
3: let it stay around for Halloween. Yeah.
2: We've worked too hard for this water right. break. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I think they did a phenomenal job yeah, with really. that. like you said, making lemonade <laughs> out of lemons. Let me show you what's happening outside because we are going to be watching for some pretty excuse me pretty significant uh warming trends here in the next couple of days i mean we talk plenty of sunshine as soon as it comes up there's not even clouds around us nowhere even in the state at the moment 62 degrees with clear skies up top winds calm humidity low, 53 percent in fact that humidity drops even further into the afternoon from the 60s to the 80s we're on our way to a forecast high 97 one of the hottest days we've ever seen so late in any year that 97 for sure going to break the record. I mean the record's 95 so it, it's close but there's really nothing stopping the heat today. In fact some of the models went even hotter than 97 but I think 97 is a good bet today 95 tomorrow that two will break the record and then you see the 80s coming in Sunday Monday. That will be the transition to some wetter weather. We've been keeping eyes on Norma all week this is that hurricane spinning just off the coast of Mexico it will make landfall looks like over the weekend late weekend uh, somewhere along the western coast of Mexico here probably pretty close to Cabo San Lucas if not directly over him but all we need is the moisture and that combined with the storm system dipping down to our to our west is going to help bring up some rain It starts with cloud cover tomorrow, just high clouds. High clouds get a little thicker on Sunday. By Monday, we're starting to see some rain falling out of those clouds, and you'll notice the scattered to widespread rain expected Monday, Tuesday, And again on Wednesday, probably even going to see this continue into Thursday, which means between those three to four days, we could see up to about maybe an inch and a half, two inches here. Not everybody is going to see that two inch mark, but this is the best looking setup we've had in quite some time. So we're excited about this. rain chances continue to increase day by day. 97 today, 95 tomorrow, upper 80s with a lot more cloud cover Sunday. And then you see the daily rain chances next week up to about 60% chance of rain Tuesday, Wednesday. Because of that rain and that cloud covered, temperatures will be at least closer to normal in the 80s for most of our next work week.
2: Okay, thank you so much. A young American woman who survived the deadly Hamas attack on a music festival in Israel was in Washington and she was telling lawmakers her story. New
1: York native Natalie Sinadaji went to the festival with friends. She said that she was alerted to rockets being sent their way, but said Israel festival goers assured her it was normal but the rockets kept coming and then eventually security told them to evacuate. They began to drive away, but security forced them to pull over and start running. She says that's when they heard the first gunshots.
4: One of the most terrifying
1: moments was running, thinking that you're running to safety and then seeing dozens of other children run in your direction and realize that they're running from a terrorist, they're running from gunshots, and you now have to make a split-second decision, and you don't know what, di- what direction is gonna save your life or get you killed.
2: Well, she adds that she and her friends ran for about four hours to the nearest town, and a good Samaritan in a white pickup truck drove them to safety. I'm a
1: survivor. My story is much less scary than the story of all the kids who were killed, the story of all the kids who were kidnapped and are being tortured right now as we speak. I'm coming out to share my story, to speak and be the voice for all those who can't speak.
2: Senator Dodgy met with lawmakers yesterday. She wanted to boost support for the Israeli cause. a seconds, we no matter when a fire call comes in, but some are concerned here in town about the temporary shutdown of downtown's Austin Fire Station number one. And they say it's gonna spell major disaster in an emergency if something is not fixed. You can see on the map that we have behind me, we mapped it out for you of exactly where it leaves the downtown area in a gap with this fire station offline. And Abil reports the building was condemned amid construction work. That's why all the units and the crews had to move out.
0: Chiseling away. CONSTRUCTION CREWS WORK OUTSIDE FIRE STATION ONE, ON FIFTH AND TRINITY, DOWNTOWN. IT uh, HAS THREE UNITS IN IT, IT'S THE BUSIEST UNIT IN THE CITY OF AUSTIN. BUT FOR NOW IT'S CLOSED. I CAN'T EMPHASIZE ENOUGH how WHAT A DANGEROUS CONDITION THIS IS TO HAVE NO UNITS DOWNTOWN the 10th largest city in the nation. While this is just a temporary closure, the Austin Firefighters Association says that not having this station running in downtown Austin could impact response times not only here but around the city as well. All these other stations that surround this block are pulled in and what the, what's called coverage calls. So what happens is their response times become longer getting here. And their response times to citizens in their area become longer because now they're out on calls. Bob Nix with the Austin Firefighters Association says a temporary station at downtown is needed until the station is fixed. He's hoping to see something soon. Travis County has been incredibly hospitable about trying to uh, get us in some vacant uh, building space. And, um, and so we're hopeful. But he says each day that goes by without these centralized units is a big risk to everyone. People are at a higher risk of uh, suffering, uh, you know, injury, uh, loss of life and loss of property. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News.
1: AFD and EMS crews that left the station, they did that last Friday. The engines and ladder that usually run out of station one, they've been moved to other stations. AFD says it's working with Travis County and facilities to find a solution to get those units back into the city core. For a little in-depth history, the city's website shows the roots of Austin's firefighters go back to the 1800s. Back then, crews used wooden fire buckets, and at one point, horses pulled some of the first ladder trucks. Volunteers ran the firehouse up until 1916, when it was turned over to the city government. (laughs) New numbers show fewer Californians are moving to the Lone Star State. That's according to the Associated Press. For the last two years, the largest state-to-state migration has been Californians
2: coming to Texas. Yeah, the tide's turning here, at least it seems. In 2021, more than 107,000 people moved to Texas from California. That number decreased to 102,000 last year, seemingly because of the rising real estate prices. Meanwhile, Florida and Arizona are now seeing a big migration of Californians. Now in 2021, more than 37,000 former Californians took up residence in the Sunshine State. That number grew to more than 50,000 last year. And in the same time period, in Arizona, the population of former Californians went from about 69,000 people to 74,000. Pfizer
1: says it's gonna be increasing the cost of a five-day course of its COVID antiviral drug, Paxlovid. Beginning next year, the drug will cost just over $1,300. That is more than double what the federal government paid for it. But health insurance plans will likely pay much less, meaning patients could have small or no out-of-pocket costs. Paxlovid has been shown to reduce the risk of severe disease and death from COVID among vulnerable patients.
6: This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning. There was a lot at stake in last night's Game Four of the American League Championship Series. A win for the Astros would even the series up and guarantee that the series would return to Houston. A win for the Rangers, and they would be one win away from reaching the World Series. We we'll go to Globe Life Field. They had the roof open last night. Teams used to the heat, so it wasn't a problem, really, for anyone. Top of the first runners on the corners, no outs. This one into the gap in right center, and that results in a two-run triple. nothing Astros. First career postseason triple for Alex Bregman. Then Jordan Alvarez hits this one to center, and that single scores a run to make it three nothing Houston. Bottom of the third, Rangers though able to get within one, and then Corey Seager blasts this one out of the park. That ties the game up at three. Second home run of the postseason for Seager. And then at the top of the fourth, four to three. Astros after a Jordan Alvarez sack fly. Runners on the corners for Jose Abreu, and he blasts this one. 438 feet. That homer makes it 7-3. Astros, then they add two more, courtesy of Chaz McCormick, to make it 9-3. Houston, they would add one more run to win it 10-3 to tie the series up at 2. Astros have won 10 of their last 11 postseason road games. Game 5 will be today at 4:07. PM. Also got to give a special shout out to the Leander Lions. They came from behind uh, against Hendrickson last night on our KBVO game of the week, 33 to seven. They came from behind from that deficit to win in 41 to 40 to win their first district game of the season. Highlights and game story will be on our website, KXAN.com. Speaking of KXAN.com, Westlake will take on Austin High tonight. That game will be streamed on KXAN.com starting at 730. That's it for sports. Let's go back over to you.
2: Wow. Congrats, Leander Lyons. That is so awesome. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening on our KXAN Today podcast. We are happy to have you around. Stick around for 5 a.m. because here's what we're tracking for you on KXAN Today. The latest homicide investigation, a man dead after a shooting in southeast Austin. A live report coming up.